Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Light, Episode 10, June 2nd, 2022. So glad you could make it. Today's episode is uh, an early edition coming out here on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, This is the graduation edition brought to you by the number 18. And uh, so I have 18 top threes. I appreciate y'all giving me some ideas for what to include in the top three categories. Making top threes is very difficult um, because I have a lot of favorites. And so by no means is this an exhaustive list, but I gave it my my best shot, but 18 top threes followed in the second half by 18 things that I would say to my 18-year-old as he graduates, and it applies, I think, at large. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get started. Top threes, top three books. That was a common common category that came up. No way I could pare this down, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll start with um, a book by N.T. Wright called Surprised by Hope. And the reason why I include that one is because that is really when my perspective began to change on what the faith of Christianity was about. Um, and, you know, I grew up in the Bible Belt um, kind of fundamentalist culture of make this decision and check the box and all that kind of stuff. And, and N.T. Wright paints a different picture and surprised by hope that it's not just about getting out of this world, that new creation is a real thing, but that that has already begun and that what we do here matters, that, that what we do here can serve as perhaps building blocks. So anyway, Um, If you haven't read anything by N.T. Wright, I would suggest Surprised by Hope, although I would suggest any of his works. Um, One I've mentioned as well, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert Persig. Um, I only mention that one because that one is one I've read, like I said, about a dozen times, and I'm just finishing it up. It, it It doesn't have the strongest ending. Um, It's a great story. And it does end fine, but it's just loaded with, again, this is one that stretched my perspective from early on. Maybe I read this when I was 16, 17 years old. That was passed down to me by my dad and brother. Excuse me. The third book is one by Marilyn Robinson, and it was difficult to choose which one uh, out of the series that she has based in a town called Gilead, Gilead being the first one. But I chose Lila as the one to go in my top three. Just phenomenal writing, amazing perspective. I don't know. I love it. It's so good. Next top three category is movies. And I'm not a huge movie person. I did go through the uh, Marvel Universe last summer with the boys. Um, but my movie choices are a little bit different. I might have to add in four here. But the first one is Patch Adams. Tough because I could go round and round on which of those types of Robin Williams movies is the best. 
But Patch Adams is just really amazing. So humorous, witty. Robin Williams at his best. Moving, you know, all the emotions. Um, second would be, or number two, not again, not really in order, but uh, a Jim Carrey movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, just a phenomenal uh, phenomenal flick to consider life and existence and relationship and all that kind of stuff. The one I won't add in is this cheating by saying this, but the one that I won't add into the top three here is dazed and confused, but what a formative movie in my life probably saw it a hundred times, um, just on repeat on the VHS back in the nineties. But, but what I'll go with for top three to round it out is a movie called thin red line which is about the Battle of Guadalcanal, but just a, a philosophical outlook on it. Um, it's gory in places because it is a war movie, but beautiful uh, as well. Um, really make you really make you think a ton of great actors in that one. Next category, sports players. Number one, um, John Elway. He's the one I grew up watching, and uh, we didn't have the Panthers back in North Carolina back in my day when I was growing up and the Broncos were always on that old school orange and blue, still my favorite colors. The The Broncos would, would often win the AFC, but then get creamed in the uh, Super Bowl. But John Elway. Uh, second is Ryan Sandberg for the Chicago Cubs. Again, um, I didn't grow up. I like the Braves maybe early on, but getting home after school, the Cubs, before they had lights, their games were always on in the daytime. And so that was when WGN would, would broadcast all their games. It'd be on TV when I'd get home from school and I'd watch the Cubs. They weren't really ever very good. But with uh, Ryan Sandberg and Mark Grace on that right side. Um, and third, um, say what you want. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. He's, he's the one. You know, come on, Tom Brady. Let's go. Smells. Number one is gardenia, and wow, we got bushes that are blooming like they have never bloomed before, and I love it so much. Every time I walk out, it smells like gardenia flowers out there, and that is what's up. Number two is campfire clothes, and I'm talking about after you sat around the fire for a while, and then just the smell, even the next day of how good that smells. Three is orange and ginger bath and body works lotion. And that is my go-to every morning and every evening. And I rub it on my face and then I put my hands over my face and I take a deep breath in. Mm, mm, smells so good. Most of the Bath and Body Works flavors, I have to admit, smell like what I refer to as Mama's bathroom. The, the potpourri type smell that Mama tries to put in there. You know what I mean? Anyway. The next category is Pixar movies, but not necessarily the top three. In fact, coming soon, I believe, during the halftime break and on the Instagram at DT underscore madness, we'll have a bracket challenge uh, through the summer of best Pixar movies. Of course, I'm going to have to watch the last two, the one, the red one that Isaac doesn't want to watch and the one where they, what is it? Say it to me, Santos. No, what is it? Uh, don't sing about somebody. Anyway, I got to watch that one too. But these are the three Pixar movies that I think are the most underrated. And number one, I'm going to go with Wally. And I know that that one is highly rated by the critics and it gets at the top of most lists, but it should be in the top two or three. That is a prophetic film. 
The more times I watch it, the more times I am amazed by Wally. The next two, though, I will go with Brave. Um, it was the first one. Was it the first one that was kind of different from all the other Pixar movies? And it doesn't get rated very highly. It doesn't get rated in the top half on most of the list that I looked at. But, man, I love Brave. I think it's great. It's funny. It's got good characters. It's got a good storyline. I cried at the end when um, she talks about your fate. Your fa- I won't try the accent. Um, and then number three, I'm going to get some haters here, but another underrated Pixar movie is Cars 2. And I know that that one is considered at the bottom of the list on many people's lists of the top 25 or whatever, but I really like it. I think that it is a fun storyline, and I love the fact that what resonates with me so much is the the plot with Tomater and how he gets his dents and he doesn't want to hide them. And that the idea that those dents and those scratches and those dings that you acquire in life are your are part of who you are. And uh, anyway, I like it. Um, wow, Concerts is the next one. And this one is tough because um, I've been to a lot of concerts. And so to try to boil this down to top three, and I don't include the Fish 2000 Big Cypress. That's a whole different category. Um, but I'll go with one of Avett Brothers at Red Rocks in 2018. Sarah and I were able to go out there and catch the three-night run. Um, and it was just such a meaningful time for us. We had come off a very difficult time of kind of our community fracturing apart and just a lot of stuff going on. And we were out there and that music was so meaningful to us. Some other funny stories about stuff that I might tell you one of these days that happened while we were out in Colorado. But uh, Avett Red Rocks. Just, just phenomenal. Um, I've seen Panic, Widespread Panic, a whole bunch of times. And so to try to figure out which concert, it was really tough. But I'm going to go with Pelham, um, Oak Mountain. Um, There are two different ones. I I drove down, I don't even remember, 2000-something or another, just on a whim. But the one I'm going to go with is Pelham 99. Just Mikey. If you don't know about Panic, then I know you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you do, I'll just say Mikey. Pelham, yeah, okay. The third with the third one's tough, but I, I went with Dave Matthews, and I went with Dave Matthews' band from just a couple weeks ago in Charlotte, and I do that just because it was the first time that the whole that all five of us went together. A couple of Sam's friends went. My friend David was there, and uh, Blackburn, and this other guy that I didn't talk to, and just some, just a wild scene. My town manager was there, like just a, a an awesome concert, phenomenal music, great scene. Um, so I'll go with that one. Next one is desserts, and I will go with cheesecake, and Jane's cheesecake is what's up, but I do love some cheesecake. Cheesecake was our, uh, maybe this is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but cheesecake was our um, uh, wedding cake uh, back in the day, and uh, number two is creme brulee, and whoa, yeah, I'm a vanilla guy, so yeah, creme brulee, just straight up. Mm, I could eat that junk mm, till I am in bad shape. Like I did that one time up in Pennsylvania with, with Orth. But uh, number three is a new found dessert, a chocolate mocha cupcake from Maxi B's. And Maxi B's is in Greensboro. And Sydney told me about this place while we were up playing against, uh, where we were playing tennis and Sam was playing tennis at the state championship. And Maxi B's has got all the different kinds of cupcakes, but oh man, that thing, chocolate mocha. Mm, mm, mm. Next one, days of the year. 
And I'm going to go with one is Boxing Day. And I mean the day after Christmas, because I know everybody counts down to Christmas. Sydney has her Christmas tree up right now. And lots of people love Christmas, but it is not my favorite. Christmas is stressful and like, oh, I look back at videotapes of myself being a punk brat um, and spoiled and the commercialization and the, oh, the the family. uh, I love my family, but I'm talking about the tension and the, ah, it's too much. So Boxing Day, the day after Christmas, favorite day of the year. The first day of school. That's weird. Maybe for a lot of people, but I love it. I love the rush. This will be my 20th year coming up this August. And that first day of school, just the nerves and the excitement and all that kind of stuff. I love it. And then whichever day we go on a family trip with just the five of us, we got one coming up in just a month or so. Um, And I love that. It's good. The next category is hype songs. Songs that get me that get me going. I could have picked plenty from Widespread Panic, but the one I went with was Porch Song. Having a good time. Um, the next one is Low by Flo Rida, T-Pain. I'm not really sure. You know, apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't really know about it, but they played it at prom the other night, and it definitely got the thing going. Apparently, this is a fairly old song. Um, and Sydney loves it. And so we listened to it on the way to school the other morning, right before she had her, uh, math EOC, which she rocked out probably because we listened to low on the way. Um, and then the last one is look what you made me do. Look at what you made me do. The one by T Swizzle. I mean, I'm a huge, no, I don't, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift, but if I do, it is that song for sure. Um, the next top three is wrestlers. I'm talking about back when wrestling was real uh, with the NWA. And uh, number one is Ric Flair, the nature boy. Come on. Like 23-time world champ. Had it all. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, I should have just written down all of the different phrases that he had. But if you have a chance and you don't know who Dusty Rhodes is, you should look him up. And even if you do, look up some YouTubes or try to find out some of the phrases that he used to throw out there. Amazing. Just epic battles and matches. But but the the next one is Magnum TA. Magnum TA would just put you in that belly belly and it was over. Goldberg was cool, but Magnum TA was way before Goldberg. All right. Next one is possessions. And I don't really care about stuff a whole lot, but I gotta have my Birkenstocks. The kids at school make fun of me for having my toes out, but I have my toes out since nineteen ninety-five. Um Gabe Wisnett, I imagine was first having Birkenstocks. He was usually the leader on all of that different kinds of stuff, but I've had my Arizona 43s, taupe suede. My new ones are coming today. Um, my sunglasses, I got, I like good sunglasses. I don't like cheap sunglasses. I like the, the Amber vision, you know, with, uh, the Oakleys. Um, they don't make my five squares anymore, but I found some other ones. And then I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. My Black & Decker battery-powered leaf blower that I get out and blow off the pollen and the leaves, and I blow up my gutters, and I love it. It makes me happy. The next one is cereals. I don't eat cereal as much as I used to anymore, but I will go. Maybe a controversial one here is mini-wheats. You got to eat the mini-wheats quick. If the, if the mini-wheats get soggy, then that's no good. But the mini-wheats are good, and it leaves a, it leaves a good milk. Um, the the, the after-milk is definitely a real thing. And so I'll go with Apple Jacks as well in this category. Apple Jacks over Fruit Loops, in my opinion. Um, 
but one that grew on me late that I didn't know about growing up, but I guess Sarah did, but the kids love, and so do I now, and that's O's, and O's are really good. Um, they're crunchy, though. Uh, right, sports moments. Sports moments. Was it 91? Was it 92? I can't remember which one it was because they went back-to-back, but when Christian Leitner hit that turnaround against Kentucky, I mean, I just ran out into – the yard and ran around in circles. That was awesome. When we were at Wrigley Field, I mean, the Cubs won the World Series. That was cool. It was cool. But when we were at Wrigley Field with the with the family and Kyle Schwarber hit the walk-off home run and Sam was videoing it, and it immediately, like before he even rounded the bases, they're already playing Go Cubs Go and the W flag is flying. Oh, yeah, that was something. Um, watching the Broncos, I talked about John Elway, watching the Broncos against – the Green Bay Packers, I was watching at my brother's house. I believe in Charlotte, and I didn't sit down the whole time. And when John Elway did that helicopter spin, dive into the end zone, yes, Broncos finally win one. Broadway shows, I've seen several of them. Um, I, I'll start with three here and go down to one. The Lion King is just phenomenal. I mean, it's, spe- it's a spectacle. It's got some church moments in it, you know, like, uh, he lives in you. What a what a song! But like, it, it's really really good. Hamilton. You probably know about Hamilton. If you don't, check it out on Disney Plus. Go see it somewhere. We saw it live in Chicago a couple summers ago. We just saw it in Charlotte again. So good. I mean, so good. But for me, the best is Les Mis. Uh, I might change my mind. I might add Phantom into this list if if our trip works out this time, it didn't work out over new year's, but if it works out in late July and Sam and I see Phantom on Broadway on the second row, uh, maybe that'll edge up into the list. But lame is, is just, I mean, it's the gospel, man. It's like, it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. Of course, lame is Rob, but anyway, all right. My favorite trips, three favorite trips. Uh, when I was a f- second freshman, uh, my first freshman year at, at Gardner Webb, um, I had an outdoor adventures class and that summer we took a trip, a bunch of 20 year olds and 1920 and we went out and we drove all the way out with a, we camped along the way. We stopped at devil's tower. You know, we went to the badlands. We went to, um, the Tetons and hiked up this place called Lake solitude, uh, which was amazing. And we did the Yellowstone park. We got to go to this like remote Island back away. It was so good. Um, so that was awesome. And when Sarah and I went out West, right when we found out that we were pregnant with Sam, we took off, we didn't tell anybody and we drove around the whole country, did a lot of that same tour. We weren't able to do the Tetons. That was the one day she felt a little pregnant sick, or maybe it was the meatball sub at the subway. Uh, we're not sure, but either way we did all that. We did Glacier and saw the Northern lights out there. I mean, we went down the Oregon coast. It was amazing. Uh, I'll have to talk more about those trips in future podcasts. And then another one is when we went to Wrightsville Beach last summer. Again, it was a trip with just the five of us trying to wrestle through all of these things that are heavy. Um, but being together, walking on the beach, Sam and I went to see widespread panic. We went kayaking, which was crazy. Um, but it was fun. Um, book trilogies. I added this one in there just so I could add some more books in. Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's... It's up there, you know. Uh, Erickson's Mal- Malazan Book of the Fallen. That's not really a trilogy. I don't know what you call it if there's 10 books. Matt Worth turned me on to that one, and it's phenomenal. I mean, it's really phenomenal. Stephen Erickson is an amazing writer. 
um, an anthropologist, like just understands the human condition. Um, and then I'll throw Patrick Rothfuss in there, even though the King Killer Chronicles is unfinished, please finish the third book or publish the third book, please. Okay. Video games. I went with tech, tech mobile from back in the day. I went with Mario Kart because it is amazing. I'm always Luigi. Um, and then I, uh, I could have gone with Tetris, got a lot of history with Tetris, but I went with this game called Turbo, which was a sit down driving game. Back in the day when we had malls and we had uh, arcades in the mall, and there was one called Diamond Gym, and I had the high score. I'm serious, like famous. This weekend, I'm headed up to Deer Creek, uh, to Indianapolis, Noblesville, Indiana, to see fish play. Uh, Hopefully be up there Saturday and Sunday, if all works as imagined. Um, And so three songs that I hope I hear this weekend. I know I'm jinxing myself. They'll probably play them uh, tomorrow night now. and But that's cool. Plenty of them to go around. But one is Lizards with the lyrics, Surrender to the Flow. Um, Drift While You're Sleeping. And 20 Years Later. Those will be the three that I would add in. Alright, so quick halftime break. Uh, pushing a little over 20 minutes here. But uh, that's okay. Um, the, the second half shouldn't take too terribly long. But what I want to do is tell you a little bit about the Magic Rock, our new sponsor. And I really need to get Sam on here to tell the whole story. And I'm, I'm learning how to get other people on here. Hopefully in the next several weeks, several months, I'll begin to maybe interview some people for the podcast. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but the Magic Rock Sam worked at uh, he had a he had a community college class that he took his uh, in the senior year in the fall and he went over to Miss Fitzmaurice's class and they you know he just the, man those kids just fell in love with him and that's where he began to understand that he wanted to go and major in elementary education which is what he's going to do at App State um, in Boone coming up soon and so but they were out playing around one day. And one girl who um, is a little slower than, than some of the others and, you know, kids, they're kids, man. Um, and the one girl picked up a rock and handed it to Sam and told, told him that it was a magic rock. The other kids laughed at her, made, kind of made a little fun of her, not too terrible, but, you know, enough to hurt her feelings. Told her there was no such thing as magic rocks. Um, and so in Sam fashion, he found one. He bent down. And found a different rock and he said, but this one is magic. And he gave it to the little girl and told her that this one was magic. And then she was then in the mix, you know, he, he was able to pull her in to the whole um, scene. And that was so meaningful her, to her. He didn't realize it. Uh, but as all the kids were leaving, he always left, you know, as they went to lunch and they would all high five him and they were giving him the high fives and all that kind of stuff. But this little girl stopped, gave him a hug pulled out the magic rock, said, thank you for playing with me and handed him and said she wanted him to have the magic rock. And so um, we, we made a little case. Uh, it's it's pretty big for the tiny magic rock, but uh, we, we, we did that. Sydney did some Mod Podge on there. And so now we have that to take it with him to Boone, the magic rock. All right. Second half then, just 18 P 
pieces of advice for my graduate, for your graduate, for all of us, perhaps. Number one, read widely. Find authors that inspire you and challenge your perspectives. Number two, go out west. See the Rockies and hike the Tetons and stand in awe under the sequoias and see the Pacific. Let the majesty of nature fill you up. But remember that nature itself isn't the source of what fills you, but it's the spirit. Number three, when you visit a Major League Baseball ballpark, slow down, take a big breath before you walk from the concourse into the stadium. Let that first moment when you see the field wash over you. Number four, encourage others. When I would ride Peloton, the instructor would remind me often to let my shoulders drop and to not hold them in tension. As soon as that reminder would come, I would recognize the tension that I had and was able to release it. I didn't even know that I had that tension until they said it. I wasn't aware. Remind people of their value and worth. Encourage others. Five, pay attention to the plight of others. If you can, empathize by walking in their shoes as best you can, but at least sympathize. It will remind you of your own blessings. And more importantly, it will remind you that we are all connected. Number six, pour yourself out. I know that self-care is a popular theme right now, and I'm for that as far as it goes. But serving others sacrificially is the way of the Christ. May your glass be filled as you do. Number seven, wage a battle against the socials and iPhones, etc. It's so tough. Our brains are rewired. We're addicted. And the tech is amazing in so many ways. But wage that battle even when you lose a lot. It's worth it to try and remain as detached from that thing as you can. I lose it that more than I like to admit. But wage on. Number eight, sing loud, often. And get into that falsetto, even if it's by yourself. You gotta lay it down sometimes. And go to all the live music you can. I suggest standing on the left side soundboard. Number nine, love everyone no matter what. At the same time, seek quality. There are things that have greater and less depth. Seek the good, the true, and the beautiful. Number 10, eat your veggies, drink lots of water, stay active, and be early to things. Let folks know their time is important to you. Number 11, Look forward with excitement, but be reminded that anticipation is all in the present. Recall with joy the blessings that have graced your life. The anticipation is grand. Reflection is glorious, but don't let the future or past become your reality. The time is now. Today is the day. Number 12. Find a reading or a journal or a song or a view or a thought. Find something to contemplate when you first wake. 13. You should always draft Tom Brady first in your fantasy league, even when he's 65 and has won the first three Super Bowls played in the metaverse. 14. In the winter, turn the heat on high and drive around with the sunroof open and the windows cracked. 15. Reflect on the amazing friends that you have, even though they differ on fire building strategies. 16. Be responsible, of course, but hold loosely to money. Be generous. Lavish gifts on others when you can.
17. Remember who you are. Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with God. Know that everything's right, so just hold tight. Number 18. Basically, just keep being you. So happy graduation to the class of 22. Next week will be another early edition. This week was brought to you by the number 18. Next week will be brought to you by the number 21, which is how many years we will celebrate being married together. If you've noticed the magnolia blossoms coming out, we always know that's when it's time to get married. Magnolia's in June. So an anniversary edition next week on DT Madness. This episode is brought to you by the Church of Six, by the Bucket of Life, by the Foundation Tower of Stone, by the Magic Rock, and by the Wall of Belief. Peace, my friends.